And we welcome you back in. Greg Davis here, and we are in Montgomery, and uh, we are in the Capitol, and we're sitting uh, here with Secretary of State Wes Allen uh, in his office suites to uh, have a short conversation about some of the uh, upcoming elections and sure. some of the issues that he is being involved in uh, regarding uh, upcoming elections, both here and even around the country, getting involved in an amicus brief. We'll uh, update you on that as well. But uh, Secretary of State Allen, good to have you with us. Thank you, Greg. So many times in our studio, but now yeah. here we are in your studio, so to speak. Yeah, welcome to the Capitol. Well, uh, a year later, uh, you've been here a year now, right? I know, over a year. January 16th was a year. Can you believe that? It's hard to believe. Time flies hey. this campaign from May of 2021 all throughout the rest of that year, throughout the entire 22, when we came to the election in November of 22, and here we are already a year in office. A year in. My goodness, it goes um, quick. Has, has the job been what you thought it would be? Uh, has was it was it worth all of that work? Have you been able to feel like you've been able to make enough of a difference to make it worth all the work that you did to get here? Yes, absolutely. What a humbling experience. I mean, to drive up to this capital each and every day, mm -hmm. get out, walk through these doors, knowing that the people of Alabama entrusted me with this office, and um, it was all worth it, no doubt about it. I, I know why we're in here every day uh, to make sure we do the things that uh, we have been statutorily required to do and use our experience as a time from when I was a probate judge to my time as a state legislator represent Pike and Dale counties and no it's it's absolutely worth it and it's very humbling yeah well let's let's talk uh, quickly about the upcoming uh, primary sure of course we're hearing all about uh, you know Iowa then New Hampshire then South Carolina but ours is coming pretty quickly March the 5th am yeah, I correct March 5th so tell folks you know uh, of, of all political you know persuasions What's coming up March 5th? What do they need to know? Yeah. Uh, how do they ready themselves? So yeah. Just tell them what they need to know about voting in the, sure. in the upcoming primary. Yeah, so March 5th presidential primary, less than eight weeks away. I mean, goodness, we're, we're close. I mean, uh, we've been in constant communication with our um, friends in the probate judges' offices, all of our probate judges, all the um, election, uh, absentee election managers, circuit clerks and then just sheriffs and boards of registrars are making sure they have everything that they need to conduct this primary election coming up on March the 5th. So it's right here upon us. It's hard to believe. Now, I hope I'm correct, but Democrats and Republicans sure. vote on that day. Yes. So it's, this is a vote for everyone, mm -hmm. no matter which primary you vote in. But right. um, clarify, because you know we hear different things in different states. Here in Alabama, you can only vote in one primary. You only get one vote. Right. One vote. <laughs> okay, let's clarify that. In one primary, you sort of have to choose. Right. You got to you got to go go in, present your photo ID, say, and then you got to ask them for which ballot. Mm -hmm. So that puts you in that particular primary. Sometimes you hear people say, "Well, I'm a registered Republican," and no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, we don't have closed primaries in Alabama. Right. So you're not registered to either party. You can pick every just registered vote, whichever one you want on that day. You right. go in and tell them which ballot you want, but you can't vote on both. Right. Uh, and then you can't cross over if there's a runoff later yes. on April the 16th. So if there is a, if you vote in the Democratic primary and then there happens to be a Republican runoff in whatever particular race right. in your county, and you can't cross back over and vice versa. Republican both can't ways. vote on Mar March 5th. And then if there's a Democratic primary for whatever office, you can't cross over in that Democratic runoff in, on April the 16th. So the primary uh, or the runoff season, you have to be in the Republican or yes. the primary voting block and you pick it. Yep. What other um, races, you know, I know we got local races, but uh, mm -hmm. give a little bit of an overview. What else is on that ballot? You know, who, sure. presidential, now, of yeah. course. Yeah, we got that. But there's a lot of other. And the down ballot, I've heard you say before, are very important. Very I mean, you know, because those are the 
Right. That's the ground level up. That's right. the, the groundswell that. Uh, well, you got district, congressional district one, which is, that, of course, you know, your listeners are, I'm sure, well aware of the court ordered um, congressional district lines that was forced upon us yeah. that we had to institute. So we got a new district one. Uh, which goes all the way from Mobile all the way to Dothan. Crazy district. One side of the state. Can you imagine trying to cover that? That's a, well, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, all this, and nowhere else. I mean, right. no, no, there's not even good roads through there. No, I tell you what, it's a, it's a big district, but that's Jerry Carl and Barry Moore in the Republican primary. Uh, I don't think there's a contested Democratic primary in that district one, but then you got district two, which is all like, kinds of people in that one. Like eight Republicans or seven Republicans and, and 11 Democrats. So it'll be. Heavy, I think, heavy turnout in District 2 in the new District 2 race or District And you're likely going to get a runoff in that. Sure, yeah. Would, too I, many candidates. I would, I would sort of suspect. So if you want to vote in that District 2, you got to go Democrat or Republican. You can't right. you can't cross over again, like you said. Right. Um, but the Public Service Commission, I think, is on yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, is uh, up for re-election on the Republican side. Right. I don't think there's a Democrat running on that race. But And then you got the Supreme Court Justice. Um, Chief Justice races on Chief the Justice, very, very, Republican side. Yep. So very important uh, races down the ballot. I mean, listen, I tell your listeners, please pay attention to your local races. I mean, county commissioners. Yep. I mean, those local races are very, very important. Now's the time to get out to those local meetings where these right. folks are making their pitch and telling you who they are and get to know them, get to know the candidates locally. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, uh, I wonder, uh, are we expecting a big turnout, do you believe? Uh, in, in this oh, primary, are excited. I think uh, from the people I've talked to, watching the direction of the country and where it's headed, yeah. they're, 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 they want to vote. They want to vote. Are the uh, are we seeing uh, voter registration increase? Yeah, I hadn't seen those numbers uh, lately, but yeah, we, we, it's people are excited. Yeah, and I like to let a lot of our churches know. Um, yeah, it's a, you can register people to vote. Sure. At your church, your yeah. ministry can do that. Even if you're a nonprofit, 501c3, you can register people to vote. You don't endorse candidates or uh, or, or, yeah. or really favor one candidate officially as an organization. You say get on your smartphone yeah. that everybody has. Go to alabamavotes.gov and register to vote there. Okay. And so it, yeah, so you can point it, people to there. It makes it so easy when you can just do it, you know, via your smartphone. The other thing your office offers, which is so good, I use it all the time, is if you don't know who your elected officials are. Sure. Uh, you can go, we have it linked through our website, alcap.com. Right. Uh, we link it right over, and you go in there and just tell folks what they can find. Yeah, you type in your address, and you can find out who. From president. From president on down. I mean, Down to dog catcher. Senator, your state senator, your state representative, who represents you in Congress, all sorts of things. And so that's a that's a uh, great tool that uh, this office makes available. Well, I, we point people out to it all the time because they don't know who their senator or their representative sure. is. They're not sure. Okay. And so you go on there and put your address in, boom, it pulls it right up really quick. So that, I think that's a great service. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, nationally, you know, a big issue has been Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's a big issue in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Uh, but one of these has been a couple of states, starting with Colorado, or trying to block him from being on the ballot. Uh, you, as Secretary of State of Alabama, sort of gotten involved in this uh, uh, with the Supreme Court. They're going to hear this. So you filled an amicus brief. Uh, yep. Tell folks uh, what's going on, why you got involved in it, and what, what we th how we think this will play out. Yeah, so thanks for the opportunity to, to address it. Um, yeah, myself and 10 other secretaries from around the country decided that we wanted to go in and kind of uh, sign an amicus brief, which is a friend of the court. That's what amicus briefs means, yeah. it's a friend of the court. You want to make the justices aware of some arguments or some uh, uh, 
arguments that they may or may not be told during the oral arguments uh, on February 8th. That's when the oral arguments are, February 8th. So uh, we just want to make sure that everybody understands and the justices understand that Section 3 of uh, the 14th Amendment does not grant us the authority as secretaries of state to just arbitrarily pull and determine uh, qualifications or and who to disqualify from our ballots. And if if these, I think, they're, they're not based in the Constitution as far as Colorado's decision to remove him and Maine's decision. And if it's allowed to stand, I would think that there would be uh, the partisan divide uh, partisan chaos would really ensue because you could necessarily have all kind of states just taking their own track. They have 25 states. You just need do, the, do that. Uniformity. And, uh, you know, the brief even footnotes an Alabama case from the Supreme Court, Alabama Supreme Court in 2014 that uh, said that the Secretary of State doesn't have the authority, doesn't have the obligation to determine who is disqualified. Uh, from the ballot as far as it pertains to president. Hmm. And so it even footnotes one of the things from Alabama, so we're very proud of that, that it does footnote that. Are the 10 states, are they mostly uh, southern states? I mean, is it kind of that southeast sweep? Well, there are a lot in the southern, but okay. uh, they're, they're uh, conservative states, I should say. Yeah. Okay. Well, very interesting. Yeah. Um, so I'm just glad that they allowed me to join in and, and let our voice be heard. That well, we just want to know, you know, listen, you can't just arbitrarily just be pulling folks. You don't want somebody on the ballot. Right. right. I yeah. mean, it, it would lead to chaos. That, that decision doesn't come down to and one person. it doesn't give us the authority to do it. Yeah. The 14th Amendment. Okay. Well, thank you for doing it. We're going to keep our eyes on that. Yeah. The, the Supreme Court hearing is February 8th, and they're going to decide pretty quickly. I would They're going to have to. I would think. Uh, they, they, they absolutely have to. I don't know when those first... Yeah. Uh, certainly got Super Tuesday coming up, so uh, people got to know by then. And, and that leads me, uh, my last question really, a little bit lighter, yeah. is uh, how far out are these ballots printed? <laughs> because you see people dropping off the ballot, you know what I mean, Drop it like DeSantis dropped out this week. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then, you know, he doesn't appear on the ballot necessarily because of that. Mm -hmm. uh, how far out are these printed, you know, when we yes. go in to mark them? Because the, it, it changes yeah. depending on who's still in the race and who's not. Right. Uh we certified at the end of December, like the 20th, right before Christmas, mm -hmm. we certified the final, you know, who all was from both parties. Mm -hmm. but both parties gave us their yeah. uh, certifications, and we certified it, sent it to uh, the counties. And then the counties proofed their own ballots, mm -hmm. and then they go out and get, get them printed. Okay. Uh, so, uh, But, those, but those, it's those changed, ballots, especially on the presidential. So ballots. will those names still be on there, or yeah, candidates they're, that they'll still be on there? They're on there. Yeah. They're on there. So, and vice versa, if they've uh, printed ballots in another state, which it may be a different process, but if they printed them without Trump, yeah. then they got to get him on there if the Supreme yeah, Court rules differently. Still, I'm just going from a practical standpoint. states that we were talking about earlier in Colorado and Maine, I think he's still on there. Okay. And while it's being litigated. Until, okay. Uh, while it's being litigated. Um, but yeah, it's uh, at the end of December after Christmas, they started printing ballots. Yeah. Because uh, 55 days out, you got to have them ready for overseas and military voters absentee. Yeah. Federal law. I yeah. mean, you got to have them ready. So it, well, that was my thinking. Is you can't wait to the last minute. No, it's it takes a lot of planning, a lot of eyes dotted, T's crossed. So say folks uh, who supported Ron DeSantis, let's just say he he's going to be on the ballot. He's on the ballot on the Republican primary ballot. If people vote for him, that's that's their vote. Yeah. He's he's not a candidate any longer. He's removed himself. I guess those votes still count for him. Yeah. But. Uh, I guess uh, it won't matter because without him being in the race, I'm sure he suspended his campaign. He suspended his campaign. Okay, that's just a little yeah. a layman like me. I wonder about that sure. kind of stuff sometimes. How does that work? Yeah. So, uh, well, you guys are hard at work here. Looking forward to being with you 
and your church coming up. That's right. In a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'll be have, preaching at your church at First we'll Baptist Troy. Men's breakfast. Now, are you cooking breakfast? Yeah. I'll be I'll be leading the charge. You're leading the charge. Now, uh, we'll have a master biscuit maker. I've heard that. that. My dad is a scratch. He makes those best scratch biscuits ever. So he'll be coming there from Tuscaloosa. Uh, so I'll get to eat those famous biscuits. You'll get to eat those famous biscuits, and we'll have eggs and grits, uh, the Koneka sausage. Yeah. Um, and it's a good time, and we get there early. You don't have to get there that early, but uh, but yeah, we'll have Well, to I won't get there early enough to cook, right? but I'll get there early enough to eat yeah, you know. and share a little from the Word and then be with you guys. So looking forward to being down yeah, yeah. In, in Pike County coming up in a couple of weeks. Yep. Wait, well, thanks for taking a few minutes with us. Yes, Welcome sir. us into your office. Yep. Um, it's a real pleasure. I think you're doing a great job. I know uh, people are praying for you, Thank you. and uh, this is a, a, a tense season, a tense year. Yeah. Anytime there's an election year, sure. this is a high-stress uh, job, I'm quite sure. Presidentials are always big. High stress. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. All right. Secretary of State Wes Allen, and uh, we'll be right back, folks. Stay with us.